Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, we are, well, two weeks through the season, I guess. Um, I was wondering yeah. if there is okay. any one, just one, I want your number one thing that you are taking away from this season so far. It could be fantasy, it could be regular basketball, it could be anything. It is, it is very early, and it doesn't, it doesn't feel early. Um, it feels like... If that makes any sense. Like, it feels like the season's a lot older than just two weeks. And I would say for the most part, there's still a lot of teams who I don't have a good feel for. Uh, there's still a lot of teams that I'm like, is this the rotation they're going to have? Is this the players they're going to play? Um, it's It feels like a really like a season in flux, like we said in the preseason. And it still still feels after two weeks a season in flux. Like I, I'm not ready to like I'm not ready to make any like definitive statements on any players or on any teams at this point. I think that's been the thing for me too. It's just we've seen so many wild results, and not that we don't see wild results like every year in the NBA, but it feels like every team is kind of hard to peg except for Boston, who's pretty much blown out everybody, right? And, like, the Nuggets have looked really good, but even they had that, like, weird blowout loss to the Timberwolves. There have been so many teams, like the Spurs, right? They looked like, oh, man, maybe they're going to be the worst team in the league, and then they beat the Suns twice. And now, are they going to make the play-in? Are they going to make the playoffs? Yeah. It's... Wemby's good. <laughs> Wemby's really good. He's He's... he's... Really better, I think, than we gave him credit for, but we also said he could be amazing. Like we, 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 we. A lot of players we put, we don't put that caveat in. We're like, Paulo Benchero is going to be good, but we're like, Wimby's going to be really good. Don't overpay for him. But if you want to, he's his ceiling is he's amazing. Um, so we're like, we we're giving those those caveats uh, in the preseason. But like, is, is are the Pelicans good or not good? I. I have no idea. They're supposed to be good. But they're not winning games. Ah, uh, they're four and two. I think their issue yeah. is still the same issue. And like the West, maybe even more than the East. Like I think we have a good idea of some of those teams in the East that are going to be really good, regardless. Yeah. The West, like, the it feels like be bad. it feels like other than Denver, every team has a very big question mark you can point to and be like, "Yeah, they look good," but if this happens. You know what I mean? And, like, the thises are all things that, like, we've seen in the past, right? The Clippers. And they stay healthy. If they can't, they're not going to be that good. Right? The Pelicans, yeah. the same thing. Health is the same question, right? Like, every team has this, like, kind of big wart. The Kings, who are 2-3 and three and, like, wouldn't even be in the plan right now. Their defense last year was bad. If their defense continues to be bad, they might not even make the plan. The West is a bloodbath. An absolute bloodbath. And I think it's a very good point. It's these minor details that are going to be the difference. Um, 
Paul George out for two weeks could be the difference between the Clippers being in the play-in or being in the playoffs. And You're saying that's the really King, the if, ever, if, if everyone's so healthy, the Kings might not be even, even in the playoffs. And that's the big worry with the Grizzlies right now. Is like, that 25-game suspension literally might keep them from being even in the play-in. They're 0-6 already. Yeah, they look bad. They look, they look bad. They've lost to bad teams. They lost to the Jazz. They lost to the Trailblazers. Eight, like they've lost to some teams that they shouldn't have, and like the that, of the literally, West. that literally might be the difference. Is like even if Jaw comes back and they win at like a fifty-win pace for the rest of the season, I still don't think they make the playoffs, or they have to do it through the play-in at least, which is wild but real, I think. Yeah, I don't know if it if they can make it because of just how intense. The, the battle in the West is like there's going to be we say this every year like there's gonna be a good team who doesn't make the playoffs um in the West there might be like four good teams that don't make the playoffs and then everybody will go back around and be like should we really have East and West blah 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 keep the East and West like knock it off like I, I'm tired we shouldn't do the East and West thing in the all-star game but like we should do the East and West thing in the playoffs like I let's relax everybody well, and if they expand to two Western Conference cities, which it sounds like they might, uh, I'm guessing somebody goes to the East. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes, too. Well, like, if they add Seattle and Las Vegas, someone currently in the West is going to the East. Yeah, they would have to. And, like, it do, there, are, there are three teams that, like, make sense. Memphis isn't that far West. Um, Minneapolis is not that far West. And New Orleans is not that far West. Yeah, and, like, uh, I'm assuming a lot of the teams are going to make their case that they should be that team. Oh, hell yeah, because it is, uh, once again, every time the East feels like it's building up, it's always easier to win in the East if you're, if you've got just one or two good players, and you're seeing that, like, the East really does have, like, three kings, and, like, the rest of the, the, the rest of the teams are middling in the East. Like you can, you can smell the middling going on in Chicago, uh, in Charlotte, um, it, even Indiana, who feels like they should be a team that's on the up, still feels middling. Well, and I think you're going to see it, right? Like the fourth or fifth seed in the East is going to be who? I think you'd make a case for a lot of teams. Yeah, definitely. And let's let's talk about some of those teams in the West because uh, there are still some concerns. Um, week two, like we said, hard to pin down anything serious, but there are a lot of things to be watching. So since we don't have any definitive statements to say about most of these players, most of these teams, that means we got a lot of questions. And um, one of those questions, I think, is the Phoenix Suns. And you, we kind of mentioned this before. We still aren't getting, like good information out of Phoenix, and we probably never will, about Bradley Beal, about Devin Booker, and this has been the KD show for a while. What like what are we looking at with uh, specifically about Devin Booker? Because like that's the like the player who a lot of people probably took uh early in the second round. That's probably the most value um player, the highest value player that now is kind of like a what's going on here? Yeah, these 
the Suns specifically are shaping up to be the most frustrating team, I think, as far as like injury news wise in the league. And we've talked about their three guys missing a lot of games in the last two or three years, and it looks like it's going to happen again, right? And they keep, for lack of a better term, misleading us with injury information, right? So Booker missed a game um, on on Saturday, and they were like, oh, you know, it's fine, we're just resting him, you know, he had that foot soreness that caused him to miss some time or whatever, and now it comes out that basically he has a strained right calf, and he's going to miss Sunday's game. And so why they didn't just say, oh, he hurt his calf, I don't know, but again, like, it was just them blatantly kind of lying. Um, Bradley yeah. Beal still and hasn't played. right calf is much more long-term serious than, you know, just a sp- like anything else. Uh, yeah, I mean, Luca had a, a moderate calf strain there that year that he missed, like, the first three playoff games, and he ended up missing almost two weeks. So, again, yeah. like, that's something else to watch. And Beal, they kept saying, like, oh, you know, he's got a minor back thing. We think he'll be ready. And, like, he still hasn't played. He hasn't played for two weeks. Yeah, there's there's six games in. There's six games in, and Booker's played twice, and Beal's played zero. Yeah, and he supposedly ramped up on the court, but then I just saw the Beal's out again on Sunday. So, I, I don't know. I think if you own a son, it's going to be frustrating with injuries because they're not going to tell you the truth. Right? Yes. Um, this is a lot of pressure to put that, on Kevin Durant as well. Looking beyond that... Who else do you want on the Suns other than those three guys? Oh yeah, that's that's the issue, right? Eric Gordon is Eric Gordon. Like even at this stage in his career, like so you think like, hey, there's guys out. That means, oh, as always, opportunity for other dudes to step up. But the other dudes who are stepping up are like Josh Okoge, um, Grayson Allen, Eric Gordon. A lot of dudes with very minor to little fantasy value. I mean, Gordon's a 32nd ranked player, basically being their second leading scorer of the season. 132nd yeah. ranked. Like, that's fine. It's a good streamer, but it's, like, not great. You know, Grayson Allen's ranked 130th. But again, like, there's no real defensive stats. Like, he hits some threes and gives you, like, some okay points and not a lot else. Like, so I think there isn't really much to say. If you own one of the Suns' big three, I think. I don't really see any point in trading them at this point. You, you got to play a long-term game. I think if right. you are a son, if you have any of the three, the top three in um, Phoenix, I think Nurkic is going to do Nurkic stuff, and you just hope he stays healthy. But the top three in Phoenix, this is a long season. It's very early. You got to play the long-term game. Never sell, like, never sell low, or yeah, never sell low. Um, definitely sell high. But some players you want to ride for the rest of the year. Other players, you want to ride when they're hot and maybe decide what to do with them. And I think all three of these players are going to be that type of player. You're going to have to wait it out. You're going to have to let them get really good weeks under them straight. And then you're going to have to probably trade 90 cents on the dollar to get that risk off your team. And... I would probably hold on to Devin Booker out of the three, and the other two I would try to get rid of once you feel like they are reaching their bell high point. Most games played of the Suns' big three. Don't tell me who the person is. I just want to know the number. Oh, man. 
You think someone can get to sixty? Uh, that was the that was the first number that came in my head was sixty. Sixty. It was the first thought that came into my. I, my first thought was in the fifties, and then I was like, that feels too low. And then when I said sixty, I was like, fifty-eight is probably uh, the the Vegas over under. And then I'm probably taking the over, but it's like that's a good line, fifty-eight to sixty. Yeah, and so maybe that makes you want to trade Durant a little bit more. Just in the sense yeah. that he's already played six. So he's played a tenth of his of his games. Um, and Durant, as their, you know, top top gun, is only ranked twenty-seventh. So like hasn't been otherworldly Durant either. Which is worth noting. Yeah, he's just kind of been good. Not old school top twelve Durant like and man there was a time period where Durant literally could have been the like at times was like oh this is like the best player in fantasy basketball and it's just like you know a lot he's older and he's had a lot of injuries he's a, a lot of serious injuries the fact that he's still this good after those serious injuries is saying a lot and yeah let's, like let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. You want to okay. have some fun? Okay. Uh, who would you rather, huh? Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. We'll do Booker Good. first. All right? Booker okay. right now. You own Booker. Okay? So would you trade Booker for Anthony Davis? Oh. The number one player in fantasy Ooh. right now. Yes. I think yes, so, I too. Like, because you're worried about Davis's injuries, too, but at the same point, like... Davis looks good, and Booker it's not been a great start, and it's two injuries already. Well, um, this Yeah, this feels like if, in my brain, I could see a world where they both play 60 games this season for various injuries up and down, back and forth. But then Anthony Davis is playing at a, like, both Anthony Davis and Devin Booker playing at top-tier levels, Anthony Davis just does more for me from a center point of view of getting elite blocks, elite rebounds, giving you the steal a game. Devin Booker, I don't know, they're both great, right? But I think I'd, I'd just rather have Anthony Davis because I think at the end of the day, if they play the same amount of games, Anthony Davis is worth more. What's he there? Uh, Donovan Mitchell or Devin Booker? Oh, Mitchell's that's a right good one. Third. Very similar styles, very similar fantasy value. Yes, I would. I think I'd ra- I'd rather have Booker there, but I mean, again, like you said, it's just so close, right? Um, yeah, I think Tyrese Maxey. I'm not, I'm not. I don't feel strongly either way, but I think I would because I think Donovan Mitchell. I don't know. Donovan Mitchell feels like he, he's playing in the East. He's playing on the Cavs. You've seen him with people hurt, and he's playing well. You've seen him play with uh, the the healthy group, and he's playing well. Like it just feels like he's on a like a I'm in my. 27-year-old prime tear right now. And he's going to have, like, this, like last year, this year, next year, he's just going to be an elite player. Here's the other thing, too. He's got this year and next year left on his contract. So, basically, he's going to have to decide next summer if he wants to uh, extend with the Cavs or not. And if he doesn't extend with the Cavs, they're probably going to trade him. So, he wants to, obviously, um, maximize his value and get a nice big max contract for the team that he wants to play for. And so, I think he's motivated to 
uh, prove he is a superstar and one that can win in the playoffs, which is something he has not really been able to do despite having some really crazy playoff games. Uh, Tyrese Maxey or Booker? Maxey's ranked 14th. Maxey's been real good. Maxey's been great. Maxey's been a real... Um, and then with Harden moving, like it's it's official. Like Maxey is probably... He's right now, I think, the favorite for most improved player. Um, which like is a shame because like Scotty Barnes also should be the favorite. Uh, and like you, I think you can get Scotty Barnes for like plus a thousand, while I think Maxie's like plus two hundred. I would give me give me Devin Booker. Devin Booker is a better fancy player. Yeah, and I think that's kind of where it lies, right? Like Maxie might be like a third round player, but Booker's still like a second round player, and that's that's just kind of where it is. For Durant. I mean, I think Durant's maybe even harder to do this game with because, like, when, like, do you want Durant or Laurie Markkinen? Ooh. Probably, I mean, probably Durant. That's, but, like, this, that's how, like, that's how it, low you're already starting, and I'm like, ooh. That's what I mean, and that's where it is for me with Durant now. It's just, like, does he play 50 games? He might. And if he's already played six, I'm like, man, like, d- damn, like, Chet Holmgren. Do you want Chet Holmgren or Durant? Kind of, in some ways, maybe want Chet Holmgren? Like, he's going to block a lot of shots? Yeah, I kind of want Chet Holmgren there because he does different things, but, like, I'm still going with... I'm still going with Durant, which I feel like this is going to be, like, that's going to be your hardest sell, is that you have to sell Durant at, like, almost 70 to 80 cents on the dollar to get anyone to listen. Yeah, and that's why, like, that's why I said I think with all three of these guys, I'm just riding it out at this point. Because it's like, I don't want to sell Durant for Chet Holmgren, but at the same point, I don't think I'm getting any better offers than someone like Chet Holmgren or, you know, insert player here that's, like, just Laurie Markkinen. Like, they're fine. They're, like, maybe top 30 players, maybe. But, like, Durant could be the best player but he also could play 50 games and just be this good for the rest of the year and be, like, the 30th-ranked player, too. Like, I don't really know. Yeah, this is the old-fashioned risk-reward equation that you have to play every single year in fantasy basketball. Um, Do you live with the risk of Kevin Durant, who will play a question-mark amount of games, but play at a really, like, top-tier level? Or do you go with someone like Larry Markkinen, just a more stable, less-valued player, I think the the key here right now is you look at Durant's overall level, and it is not that top twelve like value. It's he's not playing at that level. So like, can you get rid of him on reputation and get a player or two back that feel more stable and have um, you know? Just like a a lower floor, I guess, or um, maybe not, or just as high of a ceiling as Durant's current level. Like, could you get two players who are in that like twenty to forty range for Kevin Durant? Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I guess it would really depend on the league and like what offers you got. But I, I like I said, that's why I think I'm holding on Durant. It's just like I don't think I'm going to get that value back. There were a couple tweaks of um, neither one of these guys have said they are out or they will not be playing in the next game, but they both left um, the game that they were playing in. Uh, Jamal Murray did not return um, in his game against Chicago, and then they still beat the shit out of Chicago. Uh, 
And Terry Rogier um, is questionable with a left groin strain. Both of those teams are in, uh, well, but Charlotte is interesting. Jamal Murray being out is, I don't know if that's interesting or not, but it does like kind of push me to be like, hey, maybe I should pick up, um, if he's on your waiver wire, maybe I should pick up Aaron Gordon, or maybe I should get Reggie Jackson on my uh, streaming list for week three. Yeah, Reggie Jackson's looked good, like spry, and just, um, like he is, I I don't want to say back, but like, I mean, he looked bad last year. So I've been impressed with how good Reggie Jackson has looked in the early going. Um, I don't know how many minutes he can play if he starts, right? Like he's, he's also getting up there, right? He's 33. Um, but some, you know, assists and some okay points, like, like, would it shock you if he was averaging like eleven points and like five assists as a starting point guard? It wouldn't shock me. Yeah, not at all because he's just like he has that ability, he has that talent. And I think like Denver, Denver's obviously Denver's offense flows through Jokic, right? Like it's not like they're asking Reggie Jackson to do everything. They're re- they're asking him to play a very specific role, which is kind of like run and gun, and like Reggie Jackson could run a gun. Like that was his whole. It's kind of why he was a weakness on other teams is they're like, hey, be like the main port guard. He's like, I want to run and gun. And it's like, all right, Reggie, you're, we're losing games. Um, they're not asking him to be the guy. They're just asking him to fill a, a spot on the floor. He can do that. Um, in Charlotte, is there, I guess, is there anyone who, if Terry Rozier's out for an extended amount of time, and I, I think we do want to talk a little bit about Charlotte because, like, um, bad karma uh, alert. Uh, Miles Bridges is being picked up in leagues, and man, even if Miles Bridges is allowed to come back, and Charlotte doesn't get their shit together and kind of say like, "Yeah, don't come back." Um, Terry being being out, Miles Bridges coming in. I don't think Miles Bridges has a spot on this roster. Like, EJ Washington is good. Uh, Brandon Miller is also good. What's going on in Charlotte, I guess, is my is my overall question. Should, is there any opportunity here? Um, so Bridges was suspended for 10 games, right? So um, the Hornets uh, have not started, but play their uh, sixth game to on Sunday night against the Mavericks. Yep. Um, so at the end of this week, um, well, I guess not at the end of this week, but you get what I'm saying. Like the Hornets have three games this week. Into so, week four. Yeah. Uh, no, beginning of week four. Tuesday on Tuesday. What day would that be? Uh, the fourteenth. Yeah, he's his last game that he is technically suspended. There have been other issues popping up. He may or may not play at that point. Um. I don't really want to hit too much on that. I, I don't really think he's going to have a huge role, personally. Um, I think you roll with Brandon Miller, you roll with P.J. Washington, you roll with Mark Williams, you roll with those kind of guys. Um, so in a standard league, I don't really have any interest in Miles Bridges. Um, I'm, not, the yeah, I'm not, in, not going out and pick him up. One, bad karma. Number two, ooh, is it bad karma to pick him up with the under the guise of moving him to another team, like trading him? to another team for, like, pump change. 
I, no, I don't even I don't even want to do that because then I got to make offers for him and all that. And I, I'm just no, that's just too much of a headache for me personally. Um, I'm going to let this one go. If yeah. he gets back and plays well, I, I mean, good. I guess good for him. Um, but I, I, it's not something I want to be a part of. If Rozier's out, I don't really know. What is what do they do? Like, do they just go bigger? Do they let Gordon Hayward run the point? I mean, Gordon. Gordon or like Hayward's, that off that off guard that off guard, I guess, because Lamelo's running the point. Gordon Hayward's been good. Gordon Hayward's averaging almost five assists a game already. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, he probably just moves up to the two and like plays some, you know, like backup point guard ish. I'm guessing because like, I mean, who are you? I'm pretty sure they signed Frank Nilakina to play some of that role, and then he got hurt. He's still out and out for a while. So, like, I don't really see anyone that I'm, like, excited about to play that role. Yeah, um, unfortunately, Charlotte only has three games here in Week 3. Um, and we, I mean, we, we're going to talk about Week 3. I might as well introduce Week 3 now that we're, like, speculating on streaming pickups. It's a bad week. Another terrible um, week, but shout-out to the NBA uh, no one plays on election day, and that's a good thing. So, 12 games on Monday, 14 games on Wednesday, and 11 games on Sunday. Your Tuesday, Saturday is going to be your uh, pinpoints for streaming. Um, to, uh, Thursday, Saturday, and Monday of next week, there's only four games. We're going to have like a kind of like a finally, a regular week next week for streaming. Um, so, I am going to be looking to week four. Um, when I'm doing my pickups for this week, because this week my roster is going to be completely full on Monday, Wednesday, and Sunday. So it's not like I can, there's a lot of guys I can pick up anyway. Obviously no games on Tuesday, nine games on Friday. Unfortunately, Charlotte plays Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. So while I am kind of interested in Nick Richards' streaming potential, because he's good, gets good counting stats and, uh, limited minutes, and he might play more minutes if they're gonna go big with the lack of Terry Rogier. Um, I'm, it's not gonna be Charlotte's not gonna be my first choice for streaming. I'm with you there, and I just I don't even know like how how much is he gonna play? Like I don't know. Do they just throw in you know Brandon Miller for a lot of minutes and Theo Maldon for ten and JT Thor for fifteen and and go that way with it. Ish Smith is also on the roster. Uh, Nick Smith, who they drafted, is also on the roster. Like they, those guys could potentially get a few minutes and just kind of split the baby between a lot of different guys. And no one's really that good for fantasy. Hey, let's talk about one more injury um, that continues to linger. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets uh, got four games this week. It's a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So they're playing on the most popular days. Of the week, which I think is like this is why for the very first time ever I'm gonna start suggest I'm gonna suggest to pick up players who are playing two games this week. Um, the Cavaliers and the Raptors and Portland all play two games, but the Cavs and the Raptors play Saturday and Monday of next week. So like I'm I'm really most of my streaming is gonna be pickups for next week. Quite frankly, I'm hoping I'm winning this week. Um, I think it's going to be a tight battle with a lot of teams, but there's no real edge you're going to, either team is going to get, try to stream, but there's no real edge you're going to get there. Uh, With Brooklyn playing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday, once again, a team with injury that 
I don't think you're going to get a lot of value streaming this particular week. But Nick Claxton is still out. Nick Claxton has a high ankle sprain, which those don't, those can be moderate to severe, but either way, you're out a while. Um, high ankle sprains, as uh, Tyler is informing me, take about six to eight weeks to heal. Two months to heal, not to be at 100% that you're going to be playing better. Nick Claxton might be out six to eight weeks, which is great news for anyone who went out and picked up Cam Thomas, who at this point we have to suggest uh, he should be on a team because he's the playing, like he's hotter than hell right now. He's playing out of his mind and that's going to really like fluctuate throughout the, throughout the season, but he's going to get the opportunity. Moving forward with the Brooklyn Nets with no Nick Claxton, what's, I guess, what's your outlook with with the rest of that team? Well, they have no Cameron Johnson right now either, which has made Dorian Finney-Smith yeah. pretty interesting, right? He's the 93rd-ranked player right now. He's hitting a ton of threes. He's scoring 15 points a game. He's getting you five and a half rebounds. 36 minutes. Um, yeah, uh, that's going to continue as long as they keep having all these injuries, and he's a guy that can play some small ball five, which apparently is what they're going to have to do here because they haven't been playing – Aaron Sharp really much, right? And he's their only other real center on the roster. So if they're not going to play him, I guess they're going small all the time. Ben Simmons some five, Dorian Finnis missed some five, uh, which makes both those guys, you know, a little bit more interesting. Um, somebody's going to have to rebound on this team. Those are going to be the two guys that are going to be down there. Yeah, and Finney Smith is mainly relevant. He's gonna like. I think he's gonna be staying like relevant for the foreseeable future while these injuries are taking place. And Sir Dinwiddie is gonna like the reason they're gonna be relevant is because they're gonna play like thirty-five plus minutes a game, and that goes for Cam Thomas. That goes for Mikel Bridges. And this is this is a, a, a maybe a, a question. Mikel Bridges, who a lot of people. We're like, hey, this guy's uh, easily like this guy should be picked at the top of the second round. Like there was a lot of hype around Mikel Bridges this season, his ability to kind of elevate his game. He is playing at a top forty level. Last season, he played at a top thirty level. Um, he's currently playing thirty five minutes a game. That's probably gonna go up with all these injuries in Brooklyn. His stats are. Really similar to last year's stats, which are good, not not second round good, but good. He's probably in the in the elevated minutes he's going to get with all these injuries in Brooklyn. It's probably going to be his best stretch of basketball throughout the entire season. Is he a sell high can like a secret sell high candidate over the next like two to four weeks? Well, if you were picking him in the second round, you should try to sell him. Anyways, because I don't think he's yes. ever going to be a second round player. Like that was not that was not for me. And basically, what you were banking on was that he was going to get like one point six, one point five steals again. Which, I mean, he had three years in a row where it was one point one, one point two, one point one. So like, why you would think they would shoot back up to one point five? I don't know. Um, beyond that, like, there's just what does he do that you're like, man, he is elite in this. Like may- maybe points, he could maybe get like twenty five points a game. But he's not. He's only getting 20. 
feels like the ultimate roto player where you're not mad about anything that he's doing and you're also not like going out to your team and being like hell yeah look at this game from Mikel Bridges tonight you're like oh yeah and there there is something to be said about a consistently good player he's like a really rich man's Tobias Harris um the problem with guys who are really good across the board and not great at anything is if they fall off anywhere, they aren't really more valuable than anyone in that 50 to 70 range. Yeah. Like they and so, have to be good at everything at all times. If I can trade Bridges for a top 40 player, I'd probably do it. Yeah, like, it's it really is, like, do you want the consistency? This dude, this is a dude who played, in the last three seasons, 72-82, and then 83 games last regular season. Um, this is peak value. Like, this is as good as Mikel Bridges is going to be. He is in his prime. He is 27. He's very, he's and he's also very, very good at basketball but he's about to play a stretch where he's playing almost like 38 minutes a game for the next three three to four weeks and he's asked to carry the brooklyn team forward i'm not sure you're we have to recommend people sell high i'm not sure you're ever going to get a higher point in mikhail bridges season other than the next two to three weeks what's he there let's look at the rest of week three uh let's give a little maybe a few extra more streamers out there uh as i said Cavs. Blazers and Raptors are playing two games while well, it's about split. There's more teams playing four games than three. But like I said, there's not a lot of teams who aren't playing that Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So this is the probably the weirdest recommendations for streaming. But luckily, we have already talked about one of the teams who is going to be great for streaming. The Orlando Magic. Uh, they are playing... Thursday and Saturday and Tuesday of next week. I already said the Cavs and the Raptors are doing a Saturday Monday. And then the Milwaukee Bucks actually are probably the most inter- the, the the most interesting. They're playing a Thursday, Saturday, Monday schedule. Um even though the Milwaukee Bucks uh, they don't have a lot of like in my opinion like good streams. Like they're the Milwaukee Bucks. They're good. They, they don't need to. They don't. They don't have a lot of uh, a bench power. Um, I guess if you wanted, if you're putting me in like a vice, like I don't know, is Jake Crowder worth a stream? Eh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I guess that the guys you'd be looking at would be Portis Crowder, maybe Campaign, yeah. but he's not playing a ton. Like no one's super interesting, and that's why like the streaming's even worse. Is like. There's just nobody that you're, like, super pumped about. Um, I will say a guy that I've seen getting dropped in a lot of leagues that um, maybe not specifically for this, but I would still pick up would be Chris Middleton. I mean, so a lot of people are recommending drop Chris Middleton. Um, for this, they play a Wednesday, Thursday back-to-back, so Middleton will likely sit one of those games. It would not be surprising to me if he played on Wednesday and sat on Thursday because they are at home on Wednesday. They are at Indiana on Thursday. Um, but... At the same time, like, everyone's worried about Middleton's minutes, and I get that. In their last game, in 21 minutes, he had 12 points, 9 rebounds, and 4 assists. 
I'm not I'm not dropping Chris Middleton. If he's on your waiver wire, go pick him up. Yeah, and like again, we talk about this being the long game all the time. Like he's still yeah. producing in twenty minutes. He's only playing twenty minutes right now because he's working his way back. You know, eventually he's gonna play thirty minutes a game. Yeah. And Next he's week gonna he's gonna play twenty two, and the week after that's gonna be twenty eight. Like, okay, cool, great. Yeah, and so I think some people are always, you know, oh, I lost my first week. I lost my first two weeks. Like, okay, so you lost your first two weeks, 8-0, 8-0. You're 0-16. Yeah. Oh, your team's probably not very good, but there's 20... How many weeks before you make the playoffs? I mean, it would depend on when your playoffs wow. start, but there's wow. probably still 2018 minimum, yeah. 18 week, like your playoffs start in week 19. So, again, you're 0-2, but you've got 16 weeks to go. And so this is the perfect guy to pick up if he's on your waiver wire to trade your worst player for and to yeah. get somebody that could be a top 50 guy starting in week six through week 20. I'll be honest. If you're Owen 16, like you, you got a lot of, you got a lot of explaining to do um, because that's impressive. If anyone's Owen 16 right now, please send me a screenshot of your team and send it over to at watch the boxes. So I can, uh, just take a look at your roster and just, I, I would love to just tell everyone about your roster being 0 and 16. You have to be the most unlucky person in the world, or you forgot uh, to set your I mean, Come on. If you have Booker, James Harden, Chris Middleton, True. uh, I, I'm, I'm, liking your team so f- yeah, yeah, I'm liking your team so far, and you're probably not winning a lot. You know what I'm saying? Maybe That's you fair. got Cat or Trey Young, and like, Sure, those two are putting up some okay like counting stats, but their percentages are terrible. Now is not the time to panic, even if you are 0-16. I'm 100% on board with that. Because, like you're saying, there are plenty of good players on the waiver wire. Chances are the players you have aren't, aren't playing. There's a lot of weeks to win. There's a lot of points to win from each one of those weeks. Um, you have to scrap. You're going to have to scrap your way back. And if people are dropping Middleton, that's a no-brainer. Um, you're gonna and and these three weeks have also been horrible weeks to stream. Like you're not getting any benefit from being more engaged or just a little bit more knowledgeable about who to stream in these first three weeks. But the rest of the season isn't going to be like that. So, yeah, and like I said, you could just be very unlucky so far with guys that are out. And so if I wouldn't be panicking on anybody, and like Middleton is the perfect kind of guy to buy super low on, right? Other guys, LaMelo Ball, people like that, buy low. LaMelo can't hit a shot right now. You think LaMelo's going to shoot 28% for the season? No. Nope. No. So again, buy low. Like, that's a perfect kind of guy. Chris Paul, shooting 34%. Ranked... 119th. Go get yeah. Chris Paul, man. Good assist, good steals, guaranteed. Gonna shoot better. I think he, I think he just had like two points in a game the other because I have him on my team because and I ain't getting rid of him either because there is nothing better than getting like ten assists and like two steals a game even if I'm getting two points. Yeah, and that's the kind of moves that you should be looking to make, right? It's just like Jimmy Butler, another one. You're one of your favorite guys, right? Shooting forty percent, only averaging seventeen points, like. Those are the kind of guys you should be trying to get, even if your team is not good right now. 
there is a ton of time left to make up ground and you got to just commit yourself and do it. hundred percent. Um, the last team I'm going to recommend streaming this uh, week three is an, oh, the only teams we've recommended are teams that are either playing two games or three games uh, this week. But it is one of those weird ass weeks. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks have a Thursday, Saturday lineup as well. And Sadiq Bay is only rostered in 33% of Yahoo leagues. DeAndre Hunter is only rostered in 64% of uh yahoo leagues jalen johnson for some reason is not rostered in 100 percent of leagues but only 66 percent of leagues um pick up jalen if jalen johnson's in your what are we is it have you been listening jalen johnson pick him up yeah, i mean i was touting jalen johnson as a standard league player before the season even started he's ranked in the top yeah. 60 he looked very good he's only like, his worst game was his first game, I think, and he's looked better every game. Uh, yeah, he's good. He's one of those players where you just watch him, too, and you're like, They're, this guy's good. He's a good basketball player. And so, um, yeah, get on get on while you still can. Yeah, you can um, you could kind of make the argument that there is kind of a weird, I guess, rotation battle happening between Jalen Johnson and Sadiq Bey and DeAndre Hunter and who knows where the minutes are going to go, but I think it's really, really obvious. Jalen Johnson, even though he's only averaging 29 minutes per game here uh, after six games, um, in the games that they have won are the games that he is playing a significant role down the stretch. Um, and three out of their four wins, Jalen Johnson started. So take that for what it's worth. But he's also got the highest fantasy upside. This this plays this plays itself out. One of these guys had to like figure it out, and Jalen Johnson has Sadiq Bay and DeAndre Hunter are still doing Sadiq Bay and DeAndre Hunter stuff, where they're like, yeah, you're good. But uh, you're, you haven't shown that we will consistently play you. And I think by the end of the year, Jalen Johnson is... I mean, by the end of the year, by the end of the month, Jalen Johnson will be the, the favorite there. Period. Yeah, and I mean, I think what you said was perfect, right? That he's the one that's playing when they're winning. So bank on that. At the end of the day, it's about winning. It's about winning your league. It's about winning your weeks. And we will be providing you with information on how to do that every single week, multiple times a week. If there's anything you want to hear, any topics, any players, any questions you have, hit us up on Twitter, at WatchTheBoxes, at Tyler P. Watts. Um, we are here to please the audience that sounds that sounds weird that feels like i'm soliciting the audience i'm not soliciting anyone don't call the listening police i don't you know we don't call the police here at watching the boxes we handle things on our own time if you got something you want to hear hit us up on twitter tyler you got anything to plug no man not right now oh all right well then we're plugging Tyler P. Watts' Twitter account, Tyler P. W. A. P. T. S. 
going to be a fun week three. It's going to be a. I think it's just going to be a much more fun weeks four through eight because that's when you start the sample sizes start getting bigger. The consistency starts. Um, everything starts reverting back to the mean. Consistency and rotation start to figure itself out, and you have a better idea of what your league, like the other teams in your league, what those teams look like as well. And it's going to be easier to stream, so you're probably going to win a few more weeks than you have here at the beginning of the season. But we will be with you here at Watch the Boxes for the rest of the season, and we will see you next time.